Edward. Hello. Hi. You and your crew cut. Dude, so... Straight cop cut. No, this is... It's like boot camp cut. But it's a fade and the beard's all trimmed up. It's good, man. It's professional. Did you get your uh, silver link chain from the kiosk at the mall? Yeah, with my initials. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. Thank you. Now that I have the floor. So Um, the other day I was... Motherfucker. I have a question. Yep. Um, So I'm weird. It's established. Mm. Um... Do you go back and watch shows that you've already watched before, like on Netflix or, you know, like, like I know a lot of people watch reruns of like Seinfeld or MASH or Friends or whatever, but like they don't really, well, maybe they do, but I watch, I've, I'm watching Breaking Bad for like the fourth time. Okay. Do you do that? Yeah, I've done it with Sons. Um, I haven't watched Sons of Anarchy again. I need to do that again. Okay, yeah, no, no. I watched it. All, so that was one of the shows that I started like four seasons late or five yeah. seasons late, however many seasons there are. And I watched the entire series, and then I was able to watch like the last three episodes on TV. So, so it's on our on my list to watch Sons again, just because that show I can watch over and over. It's a good show. Other than that, I think Scrubs I did, but nowadays, like, you really can't because there's so much new content out there. Like, it's hard to just be like, oh, there's nothing on. Let's go ahead and watch this again. Right. So that's what I was going to say. I do it mostly because, you know, the wife and I, we have the shows that we watch together, of course. Right. And so you don't want to get ahead or you don't want to watch the show and then have to act like all the stuff is happening for the first time. You're like, whoa, what did he say? But, like, you already know, right? So... I watch this when I'm like cleaning the house or folding, folding laundry or whatever. But the first time that I watched, I guess, honestly, this is a show you've never seen, right? Breaking Bad. Yes, I've seen it. Oh, you watch? Okay. So the first time that I watched it, I just remember thinking the wife is such a cunt. Big time. I can't stand her, right? Big time. And like now I'm watching it for the fourth time and I'm thinking, Walt's kind of a dick. He had to be. Well, no, right. Like, I get it. But there are so many opportunities. Like, okay, let's put it this way. Because, okay, spoiler alert for those who haven't watched the show, but it's fucking like 10 years old, so get with the program. So, in the show, he has the opportunity to take money from, like, his old business partners, right? Apparently, the, the gray matter people, he used to bang that one chick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think her name is Gretchen. Gretchen, getting yeah. it. And so, like, then they broke it, up, Gretchen. and now she's with his other business partner, and it's obviously a little weird. But they they offer they give him the opportunity. Not only will they pay for all his all his surgeries and medical things, all that, they will straight cut a check. We got you, kid. That's on us, right? Then they offer him a job to come back and be like. Buku scientist, big time, like hot shot, smart guy, and he tells her to go fuck herself, right? So, yeah. Like, so he passes up on clean and clear money and a new job and, you know, like life as we know it, right? Everything's taken care of. He passes on that to be a fucking chemist for what I gather is like the largest 
wing of the cartel in the United States, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like, now, to be fair, like, you're not hooked up with any of my exes, and I'm not hooked up with your ex, so it's a little different. But okay. I feel like if you got cancer, and I was, like, a millionaire, and you were, like, just a school teacher, right? Like, I would take care of you, right? I feel like... Right. Vice versa. I feel like for our close friends, that's what we would do, right? Of course. And so, like, but I don't have this urge to be like, no, fuck all that. I'm going to sell crack. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how that dynamic works. So now, watching it for the fourth time, it took me four times because I'm a chauvinist pig. But the fourth time, now I'm like, you know what? I kind of understand why she was being such a bitch. Because he threw their entire life away, and she never even had a say in it. Well, I mean, he almost lost his life. Well, true, right? But, and then, like, this is the episode that I just watched that kind of pissed me off is the one where, like, she gets mad at him for spending $320 on a bottle of champagne to celebrate their uh, car wash purchase, right? And then, like, she gets mad at him, and then she's like, well, we got to destroy the evidence. They get drunk, have sex, whatever. But then the next, like, I don't know, two, three days later, the next episode, he goes out and he buys his son like a badass Dodge Challenger. Hell yeah. But like fully loaded. And it it wasn't like, and then he tells her, oh, I just want to do something nice for my son. No, that was like, fuck you, bitch. I've been making so much money. Like I can piss away money for a month and I wouldn't even give a fuck. He's just laying mushroom stamps on that forehead. Well, right. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like it's him being an asshole saying like bitch i run this shit i buy what i want look at my dick like you know what i mean and then she tells him no 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 fuck all that that shit's got to go back and he has he's like well what do you think walt jr's gonna think he's gonna be mad at you and she's like yeah another instance where you make me look like a bitch to my son yep right and in that instance i was like yeah Fuck him. <laughs> why, like, why does he get to be like the cool dad? You know, like I imagine you folding laundry and you're just, it catches your attention and that happens and you're like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like, fuck yeah. Women's power. Fuck me. Wait, wait a minute. Damn. That sucks. But I mean, you know, it, it did take me four or four times around to realize that. Like, yeah, he's making money, and yeah, he's cool, whatever, but, like, any gift that's accepted makes them fucking culpable, you know what I mean? Well, you know, sometimes you gotta read a book multiple times to understand the the little truths in between the lines, right? Right, so it got me thinking, right? So when I was a kid, my dad was the dad. He was, like, the... the I'd hope so. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, he was, like, the dad on Breaking Bad. Like, he was the good guy, Right. Like, if we wanted something, we could just bug him enough, and then he'd be like, oh, my God, just shut the fuck up. Here it is, right? And, like, my mom would be pissed, like, because he worked shift work. Right. And, like, we would argue and we would fight. And so I think one time we got into an argument about who could play the Nintendo. So my dad was like, fuck it. I'm trying to sleep. Here's a PlayStation. You go in one room. You fucking go in the other room. Leave me the hell alone. I got to sleep, right? So then we're like, all right, cool. Thanks, Dad. So, like, I'm playing, my brother's playing, my mom comes home. And she's like, what in the hell is going on here? And we were like, look, look, we're playing on this. And my mom was like, who the hell paid for that? We were like, oh, dad bought it. 
And she's like, oh, and like just walked off, right? So then like my dad never took anything back. But the next time we talked to him, he's like, you little shit's got me in trouble. <laughs> Sit around bitching all day long. I buy you something and I'm in fucking trouble. Guess what? You're grounded. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> we're like, I was thinking, did that ever happen to you when you were a kid? Like you had like a good parent and the dad, or maybe that happens to you now. Like where one of y'all is the good guy, one of y'all is the bad guy. So growing up. You know, I have half brothers, and they weren't in the house when I was growing up. So I, I was the only child at the house uh, with our mom and my dad, and so it never really got to that. And like, for the most part, they saw eye to eye on a lot of stuff, and also at the same time, the hammer down at the same time, depending on what it was. So I can't say that I had similar experiences to that. Um, and I, I never tried to pull the, I'm going to go to one parent for an answer and then go to the other one. Oh yeah. I got my ass beat several times for doing yeah, that. Yeah. I learned real quick not to do that. And so I, I never attempted to do that, but my son tries to do that now as it is. And he does it right in front of me, which is even more ballsy. Yeah. To be fair though, he's your son. <laughs> this is true. Hey, never miss an opportunity. If you got a shot, right? That's right. Shoot your shot. Um, kid. um you bringing up TV shows actually leads me to what I wanted to talk about. All right. So have you ever watched a series of something and you expect an ending? The ending didn't come the way you wanted, but it was still like an okay ending. Sons of Anarchy. And then, but you also look at it and go, I could rewrite a better ending. Like, so I feel like that with a bunch of movies. Yeah. I feel like, you know, they have good premises, they have good ideas, and then the execution, you're like, what the fuck? So, we we just finished The Queen's Gambit, and uh, I know that it. It, it's a Netflix series um, about this chick. She becomes an orphan, starts learning chess in the basement with the janitor. Non-creepiness for oh, those I was going to say, that sounds like Uncle Touchy right. a little bit. So, it's Beth Harmon, her mom kills tries to kill both of them in a car accident mom dies beth goes to an orphanage she gets sent down to the basement to clean off some uh erasers for those y'all who don't know that's what they used to use back in the day with chalk and (laughs) your punishment would be to go down and clean them or whatever right not, not dry erase we're talking chalk right and so she learns from uh, William Shable, I believe is how you pronounce the custodian's name, how to play chess. And he's real stern on her, but he sees that she's got something and starts pushing her and bringing in all these other people that he knows who plays chess and their grandmasters and this and that. And she's phenomenal. And then it turns into a Rocky movie to where she raises through the ranks of chess player. And then she has to go to Russia to go against the world champion in Russia. And before she leaves... As she's somewhat of an adult, early 20s, Mr. Shable dies. Boo-hoo. She goes to the funeral, whatever. And it's almost like, this one's for you, Mr. Shable. Right. Goes to Russia. The Gipper. Got it. Right. Goes to Russia, beats the world champion of 20-something years. And then she's walking in a park in some somewhere in Russia, and there's a bunch of townsfolk there playing chess in the park like you see in movies. And she just sits down with one of the random players. They all recognize her. They praise her. Sits down and plays a game. The end. Sorry. Spoiler. Um, That's horrible. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Soft, clothes, whatever. Here's what I say. 
Mr. Shable never dies. She's walking through the park. She goes, and she's getting praised by all this. She sits down. Shable's sitting right there. She's shocked. He's like, hello, Beth. And then he kills her. Turns out he's Russian. Part of the guy's uh, family knocks her off. Boom. Nobody expects that ending. Great ending. That sucks. Mic drop. Yeah, that's horrible. That is great. Nobody expects that. So the idea of tying up loose ends and closing a story doesn't mean that it's like, hey, we're all going down the road and then boom, everybody fucking dies. That's Hell how yeah. it works. Right? It should. No. That's Why? Not, because that's horrible. No, it's not. Because of the that's fact like, that he built her that's and like he an owed her 10 bucks that he never paid her back. And he said, fuck you, Beth. Well, no, that's like Happy Gilmore, right? So Happy Gilmore, the the Chubbs guy, loses Chubbs his hand to the alligator, and then the alligator comes back and kills him, and then it turns out, oh, wait, Chubbs was the alligator the whole time. Like, boom. What? And then he boom. kills Happy Gilmore credits. I don't think that's how it should work. I'd watch that over and over again. To be fair, I watch Happy Gilmore over and over again. as a And man. it would get me every time. Oh, God. Jones was the alligator? No, no, okay, what the so, fuck? But let me ask you this, though. All right, so if a movie happens where at the end there's like a complete, like, freaky reversal that you never saw coming, can you ever watch that movie again? Yes, depending on how great the twist is, because I'm one of those people who watches TV shows and movies, and halfway through it, I'm already deciding how the ending is going to be. You put me in a horror film, I'm telling you who the killer is. What? So how many times have you watched The Sixth Sense? Never, because people ruined it for me before I got to watch it. Thank you, Zach. And what? I didn't yes. do that! Yes. Yes. You are a prime culprit of ruining movies before people get to see them. Yes. You did it with Sixth Sense. Never got to... Fully enjoy Talladega Nights, and oh my goodness, he's gone. <laughs> like All I'm saying is, I've never seen Six Sense because people ruined it, and every M. Night Shyamalan la 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 movie that's come after that has been utter garbage. The one, thing, the one movie he put out that was probably great, I never got to enjoy because it was ruined. What about, have you seen The Village? No. Okay, so I won't talk anything else about it. Homework, watch The Village. I've heard it's utter garbage. I refuse to do so. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Exactly. So it's utter garbage. I'm I'm telling you to watch it. Well, I've already been given the spoilers. Oh, yeah. See, I, I didn't even say anything about it. I didn't say it was you this time. You this said time? I always do it. You do, but... What the fuck? I digress. That is one example where I didn't do it. This time. Hey, well, I mean, it's not like I tell you... Hey, Titanic, fucking ship sinks. Well, God damn it! <laughs> that, we were watching that tonight. It's Friday movie night, and we were watching Titanic, and now I can't. Wow. Welcome to 1996. Ugh. Hey, and... Uh, Getting music? Oh, yeah. I, I was borrowing your CD. You want it back? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we got... Sports shit to talk about. Do we want to do that or we wanna we don't want to be sportsy today. Like, in the world of sports today, there's only one topic that people are talking about. And it kind of bothers me. It it does me as well. 
and I guess we'll get into it a little bit. But we have to give the people what they want. And they want us to start this motherfucking show. Are you ready? Fuck yeah, I thought you would never ask. Let's get ready to rumble! Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are again on the your favorite sports podcast that you're listening to today and right now. Tomorrow, we'll see. All uh, time. As always, this episode is brought to you by rrsportsbetting.com. They do have a new number. I don't have it in front of me. I'm horrible with numbers. That's why I have an iPhone. It has all the numbers programmed for me. Right, yeah, I don't say that shit either. But it's in my phone because I text him. New number, 702. 702- 608-1857. Text Ladies them. and gentlemen, Get with it's them. Friday. Send them the depending wannabe on... code. Hit yes. it up. Put the wannabe code. It's Friday, depending on when this is uploaded. We got college games tonight. Baseball's going on tonight. Tomorrow, Saturday, tons of college games. I'm going to be putting out some picks. Zach, I don't know if you are. If you want to, you know, do your thing. I, I'm, I'm about to say, hey, parlays, parlays, parlays. Parlay. They are fun. I hit one. I hit an $800 parlay. Fuck yeah. Anyway. On top of that, Sunday's right around the corner. We got the the Zach NFL challenge going on. We've got no takers yet. Zach went great in week one, four and one. Week two, week three, he shit the bed. One and four each time. This no, is no, no, no. It was two and three last week. Whatever. <laughs> Still garbage. Hush. He is great at what he does Somehow. last year. This year is a new year. Ouch. The challenge is out there. If you're not a member or if you're a member of rrsportsbetting.com, here are the rules real quick. I'm going to fly through them. Sign up. Use the code WANNABE. Get a free $100 in gameplay. Boom. Free money right there. Every Sunday before the first kickoff, Zach's going to put out five spread picks. Five spread picks for Sunday games of NFL. All you have to do is pick five spread games of NFL games on Sunday. Hit the, the submit button on rrsportsbetting.com. Post them to our Facebook post that Zach has on there. If your record beats his record, if you go 4-1, and one, he goes 0-5, you win your bets, and you win another $100 in free gameplay from RR Sports Betting. Why can't I don't see how five? people aren't jumping all over this. Free money. These yeah. past two weeks, if people would have jumped on it, people would have been getting paid right there in multiple ways. But people are scared. Zach, are your scared. face, your voice, your confidence scares them. And there it goes. It's funny, but oh, it hurt. guys, they've got casino games on there. They got horse track betting. They've got esports. They got lottery. They got South African. Supposedly soccer. you can bet on elections too. You can bet on elections. There's so much stuff on there for you to bet and win money on. It's insane. We have players. We've been doing business with RR sports betting for over a year. Uh, yeah, probably longer than that, yeah. And we have players that signed up with the wannabe code that are still playing on that free $100. This and we get we get message like, hey, why are you letting these guys come on? Hey, we're just we're, – we're trying to help you out. It's for right. the people. It's for the people. That's okay? what we do. RRSportsBetting.com. Zach gave the number. Go to our Facebook page. Go to their Facebook page. Go to our Instagram page, TikTok page. Every page of social media, there's probably an OnlyFans page of Zach with it tattooed on his chest. I don't know. Sign up. 
play, win some money, face the GOAT, face Zach, see what you can do. Hit him up, 702-608-1857. Guys, with it being Friday, we just got done with another exciting Thursday night football game, which to me is the more exciting football Thursday night game that we've had in so far, maybe week one. I don't know. Last week was meh. I, so, I'm, I'm out on Thursday night football, by the way. I, I am it. too. I, I I try to get hyped for it, and I can't. But yesterday's game, I was actually hyped for it, probably because I had money bet on it. You know, went through some prop betting on rsportsbetting.com. Uh, we had the Miami Dolphins go against the Cincinnati Bengals with the Bengals taking the dub for 25-15. to 15. Tragic news during the, during the game. Tua Tagovailoa went down. Uh, It looked bad. The internet being as cruel as it was was saying he was throwing up gang signs. And, you know, he got carted off the field. It's a scary thing. They said he was moving his limbs and stuff like that. Yeah, supposedly he's completely alert. He even asked, like, what happened on the play. Because he was – I mean, yeah, clearly knocked unconscious. But it has stirred up. A full-on shitstorm, social media, news media, sports media, former players, current players, all kinds of stuff. Doctors are even coming on there saying that there should be criminal charges on whoever allowed Tua to go back out there and play last week. See, so that's the thing, right? Because these games are televised, and it's the, probably the most watched sports sporting event in the United States, um, everyone saw what happened last week where he got knocked out in the Buffalo Bills game. He missed three snaps and went to halftime. Uh, somehow, magically got cleared to play, came back in, played the second half, won the game, beat the Bills. Everything's cool, right? The reason why I'm out on these Thursday night games is because they played fucking Sunday. Yep. And then they played last night. That's three days to recover from basically what most players describe as a fucking car wreck. I don't understand the thought process before it used to be, Hey, you go, you play Sunday and then you have your bye week and then you play Thursday. Yep. Right. So you still have that week off in between. And then, you know, you have Thursday, you have your game, you're off all the way through the week and you come back the following Sunday and play. Right. So there was no, Three days off, all right, go do it again. And I think because of this deal with Amazon where they paid a billion dollars to have Thursday night rights or whatever, they have this push to throw these guys out there. But you can't say that and then turn around and say, but we want to make sure the players are safe. And then in preseason, they're wearing these halo things on their helmet to make sure that they don't get any more head injuries. And then it's like, oh, wait. To his brain looks like scrambled eggs. Fuck it. Put him back out there. Like, ah. So, in full disclosure, like all the evidence hasn't come out yet. Supposedly, he followed concussion protocol. He passed all the tests. He didn't have his brain scrambled. He was totally fine. But now it's coming out that these tests are like, hey, Ed, you just hit your head on a brick wall at 30 miles an hour. What's your middle name? Potato. All right. He gave us a response. That's a check mark. Edward, what's the square root of the circumference of the earth? Banana peel. All right. He, he responded. He realizes it's a question. Uh, last one. You have a dick? 
Moo. Yep. All right. He can go back in, coach. He's good to go. Like, that's it's not really that bad, but the baseline is so low. And then on top of that, players know, hey, this is the baseline. I'm going to set the baseline really low. So that way, if I do get my bell rung, I know I can come back in the game. And I don't know. I don't know how much blame to put on the player. I don't know how much blame to put on the coaching staff. I don't know how much blame to put on the doctors because I want to believe that the doctors are completely objective, mm-hmm. right? I want to believe that they have no part in this. But then, like, does it turn into if you don't get, like, top-notch, you know, celebrity – to be fair, I don't even know any celebrity doctors. But I'm just saying, like, if you don't have a guy that has, like, big stature – Right? Does he get in there and he's starstruck and he's like, "Oh my God, it's Tua," and he's like, "I can't let Tua not play or what?" You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know exactly who to blame here, but somebody's fucking to blame. So, along with what you were saying, the reports that I was hearing today is that he went through the protocol, like you said, he passed, but they said there was no concussion; it was just back spasms. He was having back problems. Yeah. And so. Mike McDaniels was interviewed after the game yesterday, and they're like, dude, you know, why would you let him play? And he was pretty much saying, well, I'm not a doctor, and the medical staff that we pay good money to ran the test that they were supposed to and said he was cleared. Right. So I can't do anything on that. And they're like, well, as a human being, can't you just do an analysis yourself and just say whether or not you feel comfortable with that? He's not qualified for those. Well, he, he's able to say if he's comfortable with it or not. Right. That's true. Yeah. And at the same time, Tua knows his body. Right. And now granted how competitive the quarterback market is right now, especially with Teddy Bridgewater behind you, because Teddy Bridgewater can be a flash any now and then, to where he could show like he should be a starter, right? And I mean, with his I don't battle, know, dudes had shots at six to seven different teams. They never, nobody ever made him the starter. True, Broncos, and that's just because the Broncos had almost no one. Else. Well, Carolina had him as a starter. So well, yeah, but then what they do? They traded for Broke Nick, Sam Darnold, and then they traded for Baker Mayfield. So they didn't well, trust him either. But what I'm getting at is like you know, Tua didn't want to miss an opportunity because you remember last year he had great opportunities when Ryan Fitzpatrick was out, and then when Ryan Fitzpatrick got healthy, even though he looked okay, they still put Ryan Fitzpatrick in. So maybe he was having a replay of last year and thinking he was going to miss out. So he's like, I'm not missing this opportunity. Well, I mean, think about like what we just talked about last week. Dak Prescott got hurt. Yep. Right. And now Cooper Rush played pretty well. Team played good. Team won. And what yep. are they talking about? They're talking about, well, well, maybe, maybe Dak needs to step away. Maybe Cooper Rush is the guy that we need. And it's like, you just signed the guy to a big ass contract. Yeah. So if I'm Tua, I'm probably thinking the same thing. Like, cause as Tua, he doesn't have a big ass contract. Right. Dak Prescott's getting paid. And they're still talking about pulling his ass. And you know there's some team out there, Seattle, that would probably spend the fat cash to get somebody like Dak over there. Fuck, yeah, they would. But anyways, like, I'm with you on it. Who's actually to blame for this? Is it Tua? Is it the medical staff? Is it Coach McDaniels? Is it the water boy? I don't think we can put it on the coach just because the coach – like. We always talk about coaches that want to be GMs and they want to be offensive coordinators, they want to be defensive coordinators, whatever. But we always tell them, like, look, stay in your lane, monitor your stuff, trust that the organization is going to handle its business, right? Yeah. I mean, 
that's kind of how they hire their staff. So you don't want to have a head coach that goes in and be like, you know what, I'm really going to, I'm going to second guess my medical staff here and I'm not going to play this guy or that guy or whatever. Yeah. So, and then, but that's what this precedence is going to, or that's what this attitude is going to start. It's going to start that precedent of he's cleared medically, but the coach goes, I'm not comfortable putting that motherfucker back on the field. Well, and like, and I don't know what to do with that. I, I can respect a coach for that. And if a player gets pissed off about it, um, be thankful that he does that because of the fact he's possibly saving your life. Right. right. But also I'm on the flip side of this and I, I get in this argument with people who are all about, you know, they need to shorten the season. They need to do a better job protecting the players. This and that first and foremost, just like anybody with any job, whether it be non-hazard or hazard duty, you know what you're signing up for. 100%. Anybody who signs up for the military, you know what you're signing up for. You sign up for football. You know what you're signing up for. You've played this game all the way from peewee all the way to the professional spot. You know what's going to happen. They're not changing the rules because of who you are, right? No, the first time you lace up your, your cleats and your pads, you have to sign a fucking waiver. Absolutely. Because it's dangerous. MMA fighters, they know the possibility of brain damage. Boxers, same thing. All of them. Right? All of them. You stand a chance of being severely injured in these sports. 100%. So, I, I, as if you're a player and a coach decides to sit you because they're worried about your health, well, then you need to be thankful. You can't be pissed off. Now, if you just suck and you can't perform and he sits you, well, I'm sorry about you. Yeah, do better. If you're doing great and you have a shitty attitude – and he decides to sit you, you might have a case. All right. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm praying for a Tua. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, clearly. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. We hope he's okay. You know, thoughts and prayers, like real ones, make sure he's good. But geez, it was tough to watch. It, it is. Um, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like, he's got, he's got to check himself. Like there's got to be a some kind of watchdog for him to know that you know he could possibly hurt himself more. Yep. So I I don't know what to think about this. Uh, I don't know how long he's gonna be out, but I mean, speedy recovery, bro. So, guys, it's Friday night. Money's Friday. tight. You need you got that poker itch, that itch I was talking about, right? Money's tight, but you know what? Our buddies are over at Offsuit Cigar and Poker Lounge, 140 South Heights, Houston, Texas. Tonight, they have a free roll tournament for $500 guaranteed. Cost you goose egg, zero, nada, to go play. You win that, you get a little extra change, a little extra cheese in your pocket, and I don't mean you dick cheese. You stick around and you play in the cash game. You wipe the table. You go home with uh, a grand maybe. I don't know what your game's like. Look, I, yeah, I don't know how good you are, but the money and the tables are there at Offsuit. They great got a good staff. setup, good people, great bartenders, great drinks. They got waitresses that bring you food from the restaurant that's next door, and the food is really good. Dude, if you haven't checked it out, you don't know what you're missing. It's a freaking home game that's that's live. It's It's what you want without all the cleanup. Like, how much better could it possibly get? And you get out of the house. That's a good thing. Yep. 
I know when when we've played there a couple of times, like sometimes just because of my nature, if I go to a poker room, I get a little bit of nervous because I don't know what the style of game is. But like you sit down at a table at Offsuit, the players there welcome you as if you've been there for 20 years playing or whatever, right? Very comfortable atmosphere. Like he said, great staff all around. And if you win, get a cigar, go smoke it out. There, there's people there that will join you for that, right? Hell yeah. Offsuit Cigar Poker Lounge, South 140 or 140 South Heights, Houston, go. Texas. I always mess that up. That's go cool. check them out. Tell them your boys from 2 Want to Be sent you. Check us out on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. We're always posting their tournament schedules and stuff like that whenever they get to us. Go check them out. Win some money. Good luck. Yeah, then those free rolls are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday now. So. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. $500. If that was their theme song. I mean, it sounded like, I was thinking more of that sounded like peanut butter jelly sound. But, uh. Peanut butter jelly. Um, so, I'm excited. Yesterday, not only did we have NFL, but we had college football that I missed out on. Tonight, we have some college games. I got a little action, a little sum of it. Um, got a little action, a little sum for tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and put my picks out here on here right now for tonight and tomorrow. Whenever you're listening to this, if it comes up on Saturday and you miss a Friday pick, well, hopefully you were smart enough and you're like, you know what? I bet Ed would pick this. I'm going to go with that. Right. And you went with it and it hit for you. But these ones for Saturday, I, I feel pretty confident. I'm not going to say they're guaranteed. I'm not going to say they're a lock. I feel pretty good about them. Are we going to put a trash can next to our picks like our crowd suggested? Yes. Okay. No. Fuck Maybe. <laughs> so, Fuck in you, no dude. specific order, these are my picks. Ah. Uh, tonight, San Diego State, I got them at plus six and a half. I, Minnesota I met minus San Diego 12. State last year pretty good. They covered the spread a lot. Anyway. Minnesota minus 12. Massachusetts plus 20. I know that's a big in. A lot of people get scared with those big numbers, but you know what? If you can pronounce it, bet it. Uh, Florida Atlantic, minus three and a half. UTEP, minus three. LSU, minus seven and a half. Indiana, plus five. Duke, minus two and a half. And Florida International, plus 14 and a half. Good Lord, how many games is that? It doesn't matter. Uh, They're winners. All right. I mean, I hope. I, I do too, because if not, I'm coming to live with you. That's okay. um, guys, that those that I just listed off, if you want to ride me, you can parlay it. You can do individual. You can do whatever you want to do with it, all right? Uh, if you want to fade me, fade away. Maybe they're going to ride with you, not ride you. I want them to ride me. I mean. I can dream, damn it. I say, good luck, bro. I don't know about Wet that. dream. I don't know if I've ever had one of those. You got any little sneakers, little little teasers you want to throw out there? I mean, mine are just over-unders. Ooh, I mean... You are a ballsy person. Dude, well, so, full disclosure, got to toot my horn a little bit. Um, I went nine and nine of ten. Nine and one, basically, on over-unders last week. <clears throat> and I put a, put a little, just a little little bit on uh, parlay and uh $20 because I'm a baller on a budget baller $20 got me 800 betting uh, six leg parlay on these over-unders but Jesus. 
I'm just gonna give you a. I'll give you three because I don't have the uh, gauntlet that Ed has. But uh, basically, Oklahoma TCU over. Uh, I I bet it at over sixty seven and a half. Looks like the line has trended up a little bit, but I think you're good to bet it as long as it stays under seventy. If it goes, if it goes two seventy, I I wouldn't bet it. But sixty nine and a half, you're probably okay. Um. Let's see, Oregon State, Utah. Uh, looks like I bet it a little bit early. I think I got it at fifty-five and a half. I'm gonna, I'm taking the over at fifty-five and a half. Um, it looks like it's dropped down to fifty-four and a half. Uh, so I would take the over still. I probably need to re-up that bet, but I think you're good all the way to fifty-eight and a half. And then uh, last one, um, no surprise. I got Wake Forest and Florida State. I got the over. Apparently, neither one of those teams like to play defense. So, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you it's over. Right now, I have it over 66, but you're probably good to 71. Yeah. So, bet away, fellas. Parlay it if you want, but parlay. do it all on RR Sports. It's a parlay party. Parlay party. Uh, uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm here for the parlay. <laughs> 66 you said right yes sir that was wake forest the force yep. of wake wake forest florida state should honestly it should be a good game i think florida state obviously is going to win that game but yeah um, there's excited. a couple of games like alabama arkansas on paper looks like it's gonna be a good game but alabama is going to wipe the floor with those assholes i like i look at that game and i'm just like i'm not excited about it like, I'm not I, excited about any college game. Is that weird? That's why I'm betting on them because I fucking need to make them interesting. Yeah. One like, game, I, I think I got Florida State and Wake Forest at uh, 90 combined points. Good God. Yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I agree with you. Um, but, yeah, like just going through some of these games, like Maryland-Michigan State, isn't even going to be a good game. Like it normally wouldn't be, right? You would think Michigan State is going to roll Maryland. Not so not so much. This this year Maryland's going to roll Michigan State and it's so bad. Michigan State is just a horrible horrible team. And then Auburn, who is Auburn playing? Uh I don't know who Auburn's playing, but whoever they're playing to or whoever they're playing they're going to freaking lose because LSU. Oh yeah. LSU their quarterback is mediocre. He's good on his feet. He's able to run really well. Throwing, not so much. But Auburn sucks. This is the worst Auburn team I've seen in like 10 years. Yeah, they've, they've been pretty bad every now and then. It's, it seems like they only turn it on when they play Alabama. Well, right. That's what I was going to say. Like, they're bad teams, and then they get really good to play the good teams. But even then, they just get demolished. But it seems like Alabama, when Alabama retools, it's like, okay, so you're not going to be preseason number one. Darn, you're number two, right? But when Auburn retools, it's like, all right, get ready for a six and eight season, guys. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't happen. Like, that's like, I guess that's what happens in Texas now. Oh, speaking of Texas, did you watch the game this weekend? Which game? Texas, Texas Tech. I I caught the end of it whenever it went into overtime. Well, that's all you needed to watch because yep. that was where it was at. Holy crap. How do you fumble game? in that spot? Now there's a rumor that he's carrying around a football on campus trying to get, you know, his bearings right. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that actually works? Do you think if your coach just told you, you fumble a football, you're going to run, 
You think that's going to make you not fumble in the football game? See, if I if I was the coach, I would make him walk around campus 24-7 with that ball, and I would make some type of like social media announcement to where if you see said player walking with ball, knock it out, and if you do, you get his spot. Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't do that. but I would. I would. Like, no, no, anytime. If you can show me a TikTok video or a Facebook video or whatever, reply to my message. And if you show him dropping the football, hundred bucks. I mean, that's enough, right? Kids do dumb shit for ten dollars. So, but like, at what point do you think the the people at UT would would go too far and start just whooping his ass? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I think what I said is probably too far because, like, I was in college once, and I remember eating ramen noodles forever. So a hundred bucks would have been like, I would have tackled that motherfucker just to try to knock him over something to get the football. Yeah. But I'm sure at UT it's a lot of, uh, mommy and daddy's covering everything to where they don't eat ramen on a regular. That's true. It is an upper echelon school. So that's probably why we didn't go there. (laughs) It is what it is. It's all right. Eat them up cats. Suck Eat them up, cats, even though they suck this year. Yeah, well, whatever. And they've got the Battle of Piney Woods going on Saturday. I'm a little worried about that game. Are you? Uh, after SFA beat a team 98-0. to zero, Okay, so they, they beat Warner College. I, it doesn't matter. I've never even heard of that shit. What, the, what state is it in? I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me what state it's in. Texas. I don't even know. I, gotta, I, gotta, I want my right? dollar. Is it in Texas? I want my dollar. You already know this? PayPal it. Hold on. No, no you know what? Make out a check. Ah, uh, suck it. It's in Florida, bitch. Eh, might as well Warner, be Texas. Warner University. Well, I mean, some parts. Warner <laughs> University, Lake Wells, Florida. People, people listening to the podcast are like, motherfucker, you don't know about our school? It's like, you don't know about us. Like, what do you want me to do? Hey, they're, they're, uh, Acceptance rate just went up just because we mentioned them on the podcast. Hell yeah, the coach is probably going to thank us. Hey, recruiting went up since you talked about us on thoughts. Oh my god, can't believe. Well, it. what's crazy is the fact that not only were they beating them ninety-eight to zero, which I mean, you got to go until the last whistle, but they scored a touchdown, lined up for a two-point conversion, had a chance to go a hundred and zero, and in sportsmanship, they took a knee. What you know, and then that knee that they took, that was with six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah. See, I I would have been like, fuck that. We're running. Yeah, like, to, like once you get I don't know, like I don't know what number it is, but once you get to fifty probably when you're up fifty to nothing, you can probably call off the dogs. I don't well, I mean I'm sure they had the third string in and like those are players well, who never thought right. that they were gonna touch the field. Let them shine because they're either freshmen, sophomores who are looking to fill right. positions. Let them ball. Who cares? Y'all made the schedule. Let them ball. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like if you're the third ball string out. guy. Fuck them kids. I'm with you. If you're the third string guy and you can't, like, you know you're not going to get to play, fuck sportsmanship. Go out there yeah. and put that ball in the fucking end zone. I'm with I'm, you I'm, on that. I'm scoring and I'm dragging my nuts across your field. But I mean, like, but if I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm not calling like flea flickers and reverses, right? We're running, we're running generic like veer offense, right? No, see, that's where we differ. This is when you run plays that you had in the back of the book that you were like, uh, should we run these? Perfect time, get actual game play, and you get to see how this works out. 
Okay. That's how you do it. Hey. Yes. Hey, Smith. Uh, sir, my name's Johnson. I don't give a shit. Look, we're gonna run fucking oop to you. You go out there and you run, sir. I haven't run. I don't know. Fucking figure it out. All right. That I mean. God, I can't wait to be a coach. I guess that makes sense, right? Because you would want, like you're saying, if they're freshmen and they're sophomores and they're going to eventually move up and take people's spots, you want them to run the offense that you currently run. Yep. So that makes sense. But I don't know. But my thing is, yeah, if you're at 98 points and you got six and a half minutes to go, make it 100. Like, who gives a shit? Make it 150. Make it to where Sports Center talks to you about you 20 minutes longer than Aaron Judge. Oh, um, that's the worst segue ever, but we have to talk. No, we don't. Don't give this man any more attention than what he's getting. I just want to say one thing. Okay? Oh, Lord. Albert Pujols legitimately like hit a threshold. Like He went into the stratosphere for home runs hit, right? How many players have 700 home runs now? Eight. Four. Yeah, I was close. Right? They've been playing baseball since, right, like before cars, right? That's how long they have stats for baseball. Four dudes have 700 home runs, right? One fat guy who drank all the time and ate hot dogs while he was running to first base. And then the other guys were all like, right, Hank Aaron was right before we were born. Barry Bonds was obviously while we watched. And then now Aaron, I mean, now I uh, almost said the wrong name. Now Albert Pujols, right? That's a big number. They talked about it for like an hour. Yeah. And then let it go. Yeah. But like we've been watching this judge watch for like weeks. It's disgusting. Now it's now it's gotten to the point. This is the part that irritates me the most. All right, you want to cover the guy? Cool. He's a new star in the league. Cool. I get it, right? You're losing ground to the NFL. You're losing ground to make to uh, uh NBA. You want to try to be the national pastime. I get it. I understand. You're grasping at straws. But now we have past players coming out and saying that it should be illegal to walk a batter. What the fuck are we talking about? It's stupid. Like, I'm already mad about the shift. And people are going to say, oh, it's because you're an Astros fan. You're a homer. No, look, I get it. A.J. Hinch started this where he he shifts basically every freaking batter. And then Dusty Baker wasn't on board, but he just kind of kept it going because he's now the Astros manager, and that's how we do things here. Whatever. I get it. But that's stupid. Yep. But now you want to change the game even further where, no, it's not fair to nibble in the strike zone. You've got to throw Aaron Judge a fat, juicy one because he plays for the Yankees. No, they don't. I'm not doing that. Then Miguel Cabrera should get one down the pipe every single time. So when does it start, though, right? Because how many career home runs does he have? Barely 100? Right. And so when when does he start getting that kind of special treatment? Once you get past 500. Well, so okay, so then you have to get to 500 home runs, and once that happens, now you're just going to get fastballs for the rest yeah. of your life. That's stupid. All right, and the so, guys that are suggesting this are former pitchers. Like Aaron Judge is up to bat, and here comes a second grader from McMaster's right, Elementary yeah. throwing the ceremonial home run pitch to Aaron Judge today. <laughs> it's going to be little Johnny 
Cochran. I don't know fucking what they come up with. Pretty sure Congratulations, he got straight A's at, at Sarah Bay Middle School. He's going to be 14 this year. <laughs> He's throwing out the first pitch. There it is, 47 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I don't. What are we doing? I don't care about Aaron Judge and him hitting 61 home runs. Well, Sammy Sosa did it twice. I thought he did it three times, but either way. But my thing is, they counted down to 61. Did you even know he hit a 60-second home run? No. No! 61 tied a record. It didn't even break a record. Yeah. So stupid. And then, for everybody asking, who holds the record now? Because he's, you know, it was he was chasing 61. Now he's got, like, 63. Does he have the record? No, he doesn't have the record. He doesn't. He's not even close. Uh, Sammy Sosa hit 66. Mark McGuire hit 70. Barry Bonds hit 73. He's not even going to get close to 70. Like, what are we talking about? It's so stupid. I'm so irritated with this because it's Aaron Judge and because he's a Yankee. We're going to talk about it. And then Buster Olney, my favorite reporter for, you know, that ESPN network, um, he sent out a – they're calling it a complimentary tweet to, to Jose Altuve. Did you see this? No. Okay, so Buster Olney, for those who don't know, is a Jose Altuve hater. He can't stand the fact that he won MVP that year and Aaron Judge didn't. He can't stand the fact that the Yankees always lose to the Astros in the playoffs because Jose Altuve is their daddy. He can't stand it, okay? So he sends out this tweet about Jose Altuve, and it's his batting average this year, like his slash line, right? I think he's batting like 289. 28 bombs, 100 runs, all this kind of stuff, right? And then it, then it goes down to name, like, his career statistics, okay? And it shows he has just under 2,000 hits. Um, he's got uh, three batting titles. He's led the AL in batting five times. And then to round it out, he's been selected to eight All-Star games. That's it. Okay. No mention of his MVP. No mention of his World Series win. What in what world do we live in where when we talk about a guy's like okay, let's just say let me start the question over. When we talk about Tom Brady, what's the first thing people say? Goat. Okay. Or they talk about his if they talk about his accolades, what's the first accolade they talk about? Multiple Super Bowls. Seven Super Bowl wins, right? So why is it like you'll have you'll have guys on there? They'll either be if they if, like Dan Marino, right? When they talk to Dan Marino, it's Hall of Fame quarterback, right? If they talk to Peyton Manning, it's two-time Super Bowl champion Peyton Manning. When they talk to Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion Eli Manning, right? That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about Jose Altuve, it's like oh he won the Silver Slugger three times. No, nobody talks about that. Mm-mm. Do you know how many people have won multiple Silver Sluggers? Not many. Not, but I mean, but I'm saying, like, do you know that off the top of your head? No, I don't. No. Do you know how many people have won multiple MVPs? No. But I mean, there's only a handful of people, and then you talk about it, right? Right. So, like, I just don't understand. On top of that, what what is the pinnacle for a player? Like, what is the the highest accolade you can get as a player? Not Hall of Fame. MVP. Exactly. MVP, and then right after that. World Series or or Super Bowl champion or whatever, right? Right. I don't understand why he wouldn't name those. Well, he's and a it's because he's a fucking hater. He's trying to 
get that one little last jab into Jose Altuve. And I hope that dude is not alive when Jose Altuve makes it to the Hall of Fame because he doesn't deserve to be there. Well, I real quick, since you bring that up, I fear whenever it does come time for his eligibility to go to the Hall of Fame in which he is on the path to be a Hall of Famer, if not already there. He's got a couple more years to go, but yeah, I agree. He's. On I, I feel like the writers, and we've mentioned many times how I yeah. hate how they get people into the Hall of Fame. I'm still pissed that we had a year to where they didn't let anybody into the Hall of Fame because the candidates that were there were suspected of steroids. Yeah, get the fuck over yourself. Right, that's my thing. Barry so, Bonds, the best left-handed power hitter I've ever seen, is not in the Hall of Fame. And Roger Clemens, the best right-handed power pitcher I've ever seen, is not in the Hall of Fame. Stupidest crap ever. Or Kurt Schilling. So. Kurt, Kurt Schilling is on the cusp. I think he should be a Hall of Famer, but... To me, Roger Clemens is like oh, most definitely Hall of Famer, and it's a and joke that he's not in there. I really think that when it comes time for Altuve, because of the 2017 scandal, yeah. they're they're going to block him completely. 100. And and that's why stupid. I think the players need to be voting these people in. Absolutely, not, Do it like, not active so, players, players that have retired, but players that are in the Hall of Fame, live Hall too. of Fame players. Yeah. Let them. I will respect that more than these bozo riders that probably never played baseball except for our MLBK 2K or whatever. Uh, or like, yeah, like Buster Oni, he's mad. That guy, he didn't shake my hand. I'm not giving him a vote to the Hall of yourself. What? It's so um, irritating. Um, I do have a, a stat for you I, w- I want to present that goes back to our SFA talk. Okay. What do you think the largest deficit in college football history is? Ooh. Like 118 points. Mm-mm. Oh, Bigger. no. Really? Bigger. What Bigger. is it? So, in 1916, Georgia Tech defeated the Cumberland University 222 to zero. You'd have to score on every play. I said, let me say that again. 222 to zero. Cumberland so, University. I want to say something controversial. <gasps> I think that every record for Major League Baseball or NBA or NFL, I don't think they should count until they had black players, until they allowed players that were not just white. Yeah. That's what I think. People are going to be mad and be like, whoa, what about Babe Ruth? I don't know, man. I think if you had to hit off Satchel Paige, you might not have been as good. True. I don't know. Says here that Georgia Tech took the lead, uh, takes a sixty-three to zero lead in the first quarter. I don't oh, think God. you took any lead. You had that lead the entire time. Right? Yeah, that's not. I don't know any sixty-three point plays. Despite a hundred and twenty-six to zero halftime lead, jeez, they kept pounding the ball up their dick holes. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you that I just thought of. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you said dick hole. Reminded me. So, if you know how back in the day, before we were alive, the NBA didn't have a three-point line? Okay. All right. So, like, Wilt Chamberlain, when he played, there wasn't a three-point line. Um, and then they instituted the three-point three line, and now the whole game has changed, and Steph Curry is one of the best players of all time, right? So, my question is for you, is there a possibility? So, right now, a touchdowns worth six points, right? Right. Is it possible, do you think, that we could 
put a rule out there to where if a touchdown is over a certain number of yards, it's worth extra points? No. I like it, but I, I don't think the – What about the, field goals? What if a field goal – I think – I don't know. With the way the field goals are getting out or where they're laying down 50-plus yard field goals with well, ease? You didn't let me finish. Okay, go ahead. I'm saying right now field goal is worth three points, right? Correct. I think if it's a field goal of under 20 yards, it's worth one. I can get with that. Right? And then if it's outside – if it's from – 11 yards or from from 20 yards to 30 yards is worth two points god vegas hates you right now dude like what i mean because like you're saying we're seeing 60 yard field goals like like nothing right I mean, the percentage is not very high but right a 60 yard field goal is legit now before they had like you know uh adam vinitieri he's like oh if it's over 47 yards you can't do it and all that kind of shit you know so, so like why not? I want to add on to it. What if they move? Where is it? Where do they kick off from now? The twenty-five. They kick off from the 30, 30, 35 or forty. It might be the okay. 40 now. Move that back to the twenty or fifteen. Okay. Okay. You just scored. You're kicking off to the other team. If you can make a field goal from there, you get the ball back. Ooh. Make it, take it. Yes, because I'm tired of seeing fucking okay, touchbacks. But, I want to see. One little caveat to your rule, though. If you miss and the ball goes out of bounds, they get the ball at the 35. On their 35? Yeah, yeah still on their 35. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. What if it oh, – no, okay. What if you, they get the ball at midfield? Oh. <laughs> okay, well, if you're doing that, then you have to give it up to the coach to decide whether or not – oh, that would be even better. Right. So you can either do it from the 30 or 35, wherever they normally kick off, to just kick the ball off or it's coming down to almost the two minute warning. You kick it from the 20, you make it, you get the ball back on the, th- on their third, on your 35. Right. Yes. Well, God, I, I'm okay with that. If, if you kick off, so you have to kick off from your 25. If you make it through the goalposts, you get the ball back on your 25. Yes. Right. But if you miss and the ball goes out of bounds, they get the ball at the 50. But it has to go out of bounds. Right. If it doesn't go out of bounds, it's still in play. I agree, 100%. Yeah, yep. if it stays in the end zone, it's okay. Hey, Roger, you're welcome. <laughs> um, go ahead and make that happen. We just made you a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. I'm going to text Goodell right now, actually. I, I, I want our cut. Well, hey, so the next time that you're waiting in line at the gangbang, tell the guy in front of you and the guy behind you, not only are they number 46 and 48, but they also could listen to the podcast to one of the athletes talk sports while they're waiting. The next time you're at the grocery store and you're in the deli line trying to get your cold cuts and you see the homeless lady over by the bagels dropping some loads of her own loads, um, whisper to the, uh, the person next to you who's watching you in amazement about a two, one of the athletes talk sports. Maybe it might change their, uh, their attention on something. When you started that, and mine started with gangbang and you started the grocery store. I was like, you're not even on the same wavelength. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's the turn. Come on. <laughs> there's always a turn with me. Come on. Better. I knew better, but you had me going there. Guys, we appreciate y'all listening to this episode. We appreciate the follow. We appreciate the share, the comments, everything y'all do with us. Don't forget, we are on all things social media. Go check out our boys at rrsportsbetting.com. Hit them up this weekend for your bets to face off against Zach. 
Go play poker tonight off Cigar and Poker Lounge. Go win some money out there. Let us know how you do. Send us some pictures if you do any of the above. Yeah, or tag us else on all social media. Let us know that you're there. Tag us on anything. Let us let us see your butt slips. Let us see your chip stacks. Let us see uh, your, your freaking knot. I don't care. Whatever you want to show you us. you said your butt slip, and I was like, hmm. No, I don't want to see that one. Sure. Uh, Mark's going to ban us on that one. <laughs> yeah. As always, this is another episode of Two Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. We'll see you next time, assholes. Always the goat.